1: Hey guys, Ralph Marlborough here. We need your support to keep Saints Happy Hour going this off-season. Please support the show by becoming a patron so we can continue to cover the Saints in the ridiculous fashion you've come to expect. If you support the show, you get access to the podcast ad-free. No ads ever. Plus, you get our world-famous booze bundle four swag items. Amazing. And you get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7. So please support Saints Happy Hour so we can keep this amazing community growing. Support the show at saintshappyhour.com today.
2: Welcome to Saints History, told and experienced the way God intended it, with excessive amounts of alcohol and cursing. The booze is probably bourbon because...
3: Their alcohols are for rich women on diets. Now,
2: here's your Drunk Saints History host, who is... Bombed out of his gorge.
1: Alright everybody, welcome to another edition of Drunk Saints History. It's been too long, we've been derelict in our obligations to give you Drunk Saints history. But my guy, Scott Prather, 1420 ESPN of Lafayette. You should check out his show, The Great Scott Show, The Great Sports Think Tank in Lafayette. You should check it out. I don't listen to it daily. Uh, I listen to it a day later on my drive into Houston because I can work from home now. Uh, But it is must-listen to radio. Scott, thanks for joining us. Uh, we're going to get drunk tonight, and we're going to talk about Saints players that we irrationally
3: love.
4: <laughs> yeah, I feel like we've done it before. But
3: we have, probably. the
4: like, Joe Horn drunk drunk Saints history. Yeah. We irrationally love Joe Horn. But, like, a lot of Saints fans did for all the reasons we mentioned. So this, maybe this isn't as much a, a, a Joe Horn type of player as it is. Yeah. where we... Some of the listeners will probably be like, yeah, I have that, too. And others will be like, wait, who are they even <laughs> talking about?
1: Yeah, well, before we set the ground, I just want to say this. We're recording this on the you probably listen to it later, but we're recording this on the day the stupid Buccaneers had their boat parade, and Tom Brady got hammered out of his mind, and they had to get carried off the boat. And Tom Brady might have seven rings, Scott, but I am 100% convinced my crippled ass could drink him under the table. That man probably drinks, like, one beer every five years he would the amount of sugar in my alcoholic drinks would would give him a uh, shock and maybe put him in a coma. I'm a hundred percent convinced I could drink Tom Brady under the table.
4: Ref, I mean, with respect, I there's not too many players in the league I would put up against you. I mean, you're <laughs> I'm not disc- I mean, I'm his not liver, his liver. He probably has wasted. As he was today, just like stumbling everywhere, as Ryan Griffin is the one like carrying him away from the media before he said something dumb. Um, Brady, that was probably you realize that was probably like two shots of tequila. Like probably is all it took. It's probably like a light beer, you know. Like yeah, it was probably yeah, like Michelob
1: Ultra, like like, sure. like a Michelob Ultra and a half. You know, the thing is, man, his lump, his liver is fully functioning. My liver's been dead for my liver. I'm 100% sure it died the night of the no-call. Like, that I'm sure. It might have been dead before that, but I'm definitely sure it it probably stopped functioning then and hasn't been since. Um, But back to this podcast. We decided to do uh, Saints We Irrationally Love, and we said some grommels. You can't be a Saints Hall of Famer. You can't have, like, a five-year period of really good play. You you can have moments, but you can't be like you know you can't be like I irrationally love Ricky Jackson. No shit. All right, right. So, um, that was the thing there. So who did you pick for your uh, Saints players that you irrationally love? Your first one. We'll do a co- we're well, gonna do a couple I, each.
4: I, I, yeah, I've 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 got a list here, um, but. I don't know if this one counts. I mean, you're you're the host with <laughs> here we the go. dead liver, so you set the ground rules here. But, like, anyone that knows me, it's no surprise. I mean, like, I nearly named my first son Pierre. There you I, go. I, See, I had I don't Pierre know. Thomas on my show. I feel like he's very much... A... be the godfather to my youngest child. And, you know, she wasn't born yet, and he was like, yeah, I mean, if, if you want, that's cool. I mean, I told the man I loved him.
1: That um, is irrational. I also had him open up... That qualifies.
4: But, like, he... He is – so he's a fan favorite. So he's somebody that probably a lot of fans irrationally love. But God damn, Ralph. I mean, like, he could do it all. He played through injury. He had the great backstory of just, you know, undrafted. They moved up in the draft to take someone else. He thought he got cut just because he didn't get a call saying he made the (laughs) team. He didn't realize it was the other way around. He was packing his bags to drive back to Chicago that fucking guy man i would i take a poll well bullet for here's fear the Thomas. here's That's the how thing irrational
1: it is. here's the thing willing to name your children after him that that can get you qualified as a rational so we'll allow it okay. the thing is I, I feel like he can qualify is because saints fans love him and they talk about how you talked about how i love his story he was great he was all around and he did magical things but I feel like, and I've said this before. We probably said this on other drunk history podcasts and Saints podcasts in general. Is his when we talk about the 2009 Saints, we talk about Brees, MVP of the Super Bowl. We talk about Tracy Porter. We talk about Adrian Peterson fumbling 960 times in the NFC Championship game. We talk about all the. We talk about the Meech around. We talk about all these things, and his 2009 NFC Championship game. Was a Mount Rushmore all-time Saints performance, and it's just people forget about it. But then when you go look at it, and you're like, "Oh yeah, he had 140 total yards, and he had two touchdowns, and he got the fourth down conversion, and he ran the kick the kickoff back in overtime 40 yards." Like, and then you put it all together, you're like, "Oh yeah, that was fucking awesome."
4: He see when you say we talk about the, you're you're with respect. You're not speaking for me. Like I when I talk about two thousand and nine You talk about I that. talk about Pierre Thomas first <laughs> yeah. first name out of my mouth. I talk about a dance he did in a in a, a, a Sunday a Monday night game after scoring a touchdown in the first half against the Falcons and, and Swags. So I talk about all these little moments that only an irrational fan that loves someone way too much in a weird way would remember. Uh, but, no, I, and there's there's a couple other players from the '09 9 team that I, I kind of have a rational love for. But in terms of, like, Saints history, I mean, you know, oh, Scott, you're know, you in the media. You're not supposed to, you know, let your, your fandom come in there. Well, fuck that. No. I mean, I, I got no problem letting everybody <laughs> know anytime they want to listen that Pierre Thomas is, uh, you know, the greatest player in the history of the world of any sport.
1: Yeah, I had somebody email me. They are like, I don't know why Channel 4 puts you on – the morning news on their television you are not an objective journalist (laughs) i'm like that's the reason you think channel four shouldn't have me on that i'm not objective (laughs) like i can think of like a dozen legitimate reasons channel four should not have me on the television uh be being not being objective is like number eight thousand on that yeah, list, like, buddy.
4: That's actually the reason they. That's actually the reason they have you on. Like it's like that's what you like. You
0: said like that. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you coming? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card.
2: Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it
0: You need indeed.
4: That's actually why they have <laughs> me on, dude. It's not. It's not this. You know, what about the cat that jumps into the screen? Yeah, they
1: have me like, on for you know, two reasons. Just, they have me on because the cat is funny, and they have me on so Eric Paulson can dunk on me at six forty-five uh, in the morning. That's why. That's why they have me on in the morning. Let's not. Let's. Not, and they hope that my wife can't set out my clothes and I dress really
4: horribly. Like that's what they want. That's that, what they that, want. The, from the, me. That's like my favorite part of the whole thing. Whenever <laughs> what? I that my wife dresses it, me. It, it you you know like you you you're like Anthony Davis in that way. I know. know. Well, yeah, but for you and you're wearing whatever she lays out that day.
1: But here's the thing, like I'm colorblind and crippled. Like what's Anthony Davis's excuse? <laughs> <laughs> just...
4: I've heard this bit before. On I know, the podcast, right? But, uh, I didn't say it. I'm just like, saying. Yeah, I probably did it, on your radio but show. But it's not a bit. I mean, it's It's actually,
1: true. I mean it's true. Exactly. It's it's it it's, it's it's not. Um All right. But uh, give me
4: give me someone give me give me an irrational.
1: I have an irrational love for Willie Jackson, and it's not just most people think of Willie Jackson as the Saints. They played in the the playoff game in 2000. Akeem drops the ball, and Joe Horn gets hurt, and Aaron Brooks has to throw to like. Robert Wilson and Jake Reed um, and Willie Jackson had six, ca- <laughs> six catches for 142 yards and three touchdowns. Like, it was, just, it was just like the most random, glorious Saints big moment ever. Like, you know? Um, but the thing is also I love – reason I love Willie Jackson is another moment – from the 2000 season, which might be um, Aaron Brooks' most crazy play as a Saints quarterback, is he threw a touchdown to Willie Jackson in the San Francisco game that year at San Francisco. It was 22 yards where Aaron Brooks ran forward, backwards, side to side, spun through a rope. Between, like, three 49ers, dude, I think two of the 49ers, like, almost collided. The ball went past them. Willie Jackson's in the back of the end zone, and he caught it. And, and like, Hokey Gaijon on the call was just cackling with delight. He's like – he he was – I think the way he described it was it's like trying to tackle smoke. And the thing was, at that moment – We thought Aaron Brooks was going to be – we were like, hallelujah, he's a franchise quarterback, right? It ended up not being that. But just that play to Willie Jackson was just amazing. And, like, Willie Jackson, like the Saints in in 2000 just, like, picked him up off the scrap heap. And he was great, you know? And I just have a rational love for random Saints players that brought me joy. You know?
4: Um he 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 brought he brought some incredible joy and what people don't you know I think what people forget is and he had two years with the Saints that were just I mean 2000 and 2001 I mean mm-hmm. I, he he was he was he wasn't a guy that you would say if you were a scout that should be a number two receiver on a team because he probably shouldn't have but he had some big moments that just I mean I love Willie Jackson too I mean there was. I remember did this like Big Brother Big Sister program that I, I did when I was in college in 2000 at Loyola, and um, you know I did it for a few years. Maybe it's like I think it was like an o, it was either it was probably an 01. Yeah. it was probably after the playoff game. But there was this kid that like he repped a Willie Jacks a White Saints Willie Jackson jersey, like every day. Like that was it. And and I, I'll be honest, I didn't see any other Willie Jackson jerseys ever, <laughs> but. I mean that maybe that that kid was like your kindred spirit, Ralph, because he yeah. just he, he loved w- it. I mean, he had he had over a thousand receiving yards in 0-1. Like there was a eighty-one catches, thousand really yards, five yeah. touchdowns. Yeah.
1: Man, like he was but legit.
4: Then he fell off a cliff and and went to Atlanta for like you know a, a, a few minutes and didn't do anything there. Yeah. So um, you know even the, the the lesser version of the way Joe Horn did it over there, but I. Look, I you, you, no arguments for me, man. Irrational love for Willie Jackson, I think, is a good thing. I think it's healthy.
1: Yeah, I got another. You go with your second one, but I got a second one that popped in my head. It's I'm, I completely changed my mind because I forgot about him. You go with your second, and then I'm gonna go.
4: All right, so I'm gonna go with the receiver that I that that caught I think one one pass in the regular season, uh, for the Saints. His entire time there, and that would be Mister Courtney Roby. <laughs> but this guy, all right, he had, a, he had one rough day in San Francisco in a game that we're not going to talk about because we've, we've, we've spent too much time of our lives uh, being yeah. impressed about it. But you look at his time with the Saints and his impact. I mean, the Colts, they just released a dude before the season in 08. He came in and, and he played a little bit in 08, and then he went on IR, and you kind of forgot about him. And then '09 starts, and um, what was it? Ron Harper, or Rod Harper is this big preseason story. He makes the team, then gets you know on IR after one week. No one remembers him. But Roby's just kind of, it's kind of floating. Many people are like, yep. why is he even on the team? And he was so fucking good. Like, yeah, he had a, a kick return for a touchdown in the win against St. Louis, where the Saints only won by five on that Sunday against yep. the Bad Rams team. But it was like. The guy was involved in plays all the time, like it, punting, kicking. Like he was there. If he wasn't making the tackle, he was having an impact on the play. If you go back and look at any, um, just any special teams play for the Saints from like '09 to 2012, you will see Courtney Roby. Like he, he's going to be in the picture. He's going to be in the picture. He's going to be making a play. He's going to be involved in the play. Like he was awesome, and you know he had one really bad concussion one time and got carted off. And I I remember just being very worried. Another guy like your boy Willie, go ahead. No, I was going to
1: say huge kickoff return in the NFC Championship game against Minnesota.
4: There you, you you know. know. I mean, just an absolute stud. That you know, it's not a position or a player. Like he wasn't wasn't. no one was buying a Courtney Roby jersey, but I almost went to NFL shop and just laid down way too much money just so I could rep <laughs> I'm one. telling you. Um, Thing is,
1: we get – and, and you, you, you're you probably like this too. As a Saints fan, you can have a love for a kick return. Like a kick returner, they make a couple of good kick returns and don't fumble. You remember those guys
4: forever, man. Like, you know. Let me, let me ask you a question, Ralph. As, as you as you continue to get drunk
1: I am I'm drinking now, a lot I'm drinking I, I uh, I'm drinking uh, jim beam sure. honey over ice I'm not even cutting it with soda I, no but why,
4: why would you do that no no I know it's, it's a Wednesday it's a, it's a dead. Wednesday
1: right why would you do that
4: do you know who Reggie wrote uh, excuse me do you know who Courtney Roby's cousin is? Not just the the not just Reggie so Reggie Roby was a cousin of his. People remember the punter for the Dolphins. But do you know who another cousin of, no. of his was? This is at least according to the internet. Who? All right. Darren Sproles. Wow. So even more reason to love Courtney Roby irrationally. I mean, the bloodline just I mean, when you consider what they did for the Saints I uh, love me some Courtney Roby, yeah. man. Love it. Special teams captain, special teams player of the month in 2010, special teams MVP for the Saints in 09. Is voted on by his teammates, not Hartley, not Morstead, not no. It was Courtney Roby. That guy was That's the right. man. That guy is the man, and uh, I love him. So my second
1: choice, and I for, completely forgot about this guy until I was going looking up Willie Jackson's stats. I gotta go with rest in peace, big man Norman Hand.
4: And oh, well,
1: the big wiggle. The big wiggle. And you know, most people remember him as Big Wiggle. He was a guy from Ole Miss. The Saints signed him and he was one of the one of the guys where they where the Saints in two thousand where they just signed a ton of guys, right? They signed Jeff Blake and Joe Horn and Norman Hann. It was just great because we were like, Oh my god, the Saints have figured out how to do free agency and they're spending money with Randy Mueller. They have this young GM. This is great. But the thing that I remember about Norman Han one, your boy was immovable. Like Good luck trying to move that dude if you want to run by him. Good fucking luck. He had 54 tackles in 2044. But the thing I remember most about him was, remember 2000, the Saints played the Rams the final week. And if the Mm -hmm. Saints would have won, they would have got a bye. Right? They would have been the two seed and not Minnesota. And they lost. And Marshall Falk had just a monstrous game. Norman Hand was so fucking despondent. He did the interview after the game in a full uniform. He took off his helmet, did the interview in his full uniform, and was like, I'm embarrassed. We got run over, and I'm telling you, that shit isn't happening next week. This is embarrassing. And they stuffed Marshall Falk. The, sec- the, the playoff game where Keem dropped the ball and court- granted court- Kurt Warner had a concussion. They threw all over him. The Saints, by the grace of God, escaped. But I just remember that about Norman Hinton. How passionate he was and how much he cared. And that was his first year with the freaking Saints. And I just... I have a soft spot, Scott, for guys that love the Saints. And also, I'm like not full media, but I'm like media adjacent. So I always have a warm spot for guys that don't duck the fucking media. Like Jason David, he was terrible for the Saints, but that dude never ducked the media. He always took the bullets after his terrible performances, right? Norman Hand, the the run defense was trash. Your boy does the post-game interview, takes all the questions, wearing a full uniform. That's my kind of Saint. I have a rational love for him. Rest in peace, big big wiggle. He's one of my uh guys that I irrationally love. I saw a guy in Disney World repping the Norman hand jersey. Norman hand oh, jersey. I went boy. up to him and was like, You are spectacular. Of course he was a Saints fan. He was a man of, uh, a Saints fan in his in his mid in his early sixties. But uh we, we, we bonded over his Norman hand jersey.
4: Hell yeah, dude. The big wiggle man. He was uh he you know, Saints gave him a a, a big contract in two thousand, at least by those standards for a player that, you know, from based on what he had done in San Diego. And I remember there was some criticism, all the Ains, what are they doing? And he just was this key cog and this huge piece to that defense, which was the biggest reason the Saints. I mean, as much as we talk about Willie Jackson and Aaron Brooks and Joe Horn and you know, Ricky Williams, and, and we could go on, and, and that great offensive line, which was spectacular that year. I mean, the defense is really what, what led the way that season, and Norman Hand was just a huge part of that. I mean, dude,
1: the defense, they had um, – they had – I'm looking it up now because I forget the number. I want to get it right. They had 60 fucking six sacks in 16 games. That's that is
4: insane. not –
3: that's
4: insane. Me. I mean, what, Leroy had, like, 17 from the D-tackle position.
1: Dude, they had, how hard that is? they had three, 17, Joe Johnson had 12, Darren Howard had 11, Keith Mitchell had 6.5, Willie Whitehead had 5.5, and, and Norman had 3, and they had, like, six, five guys with two. Like, they 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 basically murder-killed Steve Berline, I think, and sent him into retirement. Like, they just oh, they wrecked people. Like, we I know we wax nostalgic about the t- two thousand Saints and people that listen to this podcast oh, they may not be old, old enough days, to remember. Man. Remember,
4: the, remember when COVID started? I I like spent a week just talking yep. to players from that team and they were all. what struck me is all the ones that came on like were so excited to talk about it. Yeah, like they were. They feel like they they, they remember the season well. They remember the city just really being kind of just on fire for the Saints and, you know, I think. They get forgotten about so much because of the Peyton Breeze era, but you know, it was it was one season. It wasn't an era, but goddamn, it was fun. Bet
1: online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action.
4: Football might
1: be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's Free to sign up. Head over to the website and use your mobile device to sign in today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Here's the thing that, that I have said, and I argue with you know Saint Saints fans on Twitter. I won't get into it, but 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 my theory about sports in general, as I'm on my fifth drink here. My my thing about sports, Scott, is is the two best. The two most enjoyable moments when you follow a sports team are the year, if you're lucky enough to win a championship. That's the best, right? But the second best is when you go from the era of not being good to that first year where you're like, oh my God, we are good again?
4: We're relevant? I 100% agree with you. I mean, it's... it's
1: Sundays like are fucking fun it, again. It's
4: not even close. I, I'm with you all the way. Like, it's just, especially, like, the Saints were, the the Ditke years were three years, but, Ralph, they felt like, like five years. Like, it it felt like an eternity. It was, the 99 season was, yeah. you know, the later years of Mora, felt, they felt so much longer. Like, it was really only yeah. eight years since the Saints had been, yeah. In the but playoffs and yet it felt so much longer. It did. And, and and part of it's just that they never won a playoff game and, and all of that adds to it and all the years before it. But man, when that two thousand season hit, it was like like, you know, you didn't get on they didn't get in Monday night football games, they didn't get in prime time. Back when Monday night football was on ABC and meant something, it was like that never happened. They were never in the spotlight. They were never talked about. And you couldn't get a consumption of Saints news, like you can now from the Saints Happy Hour podcast or my show yes, or right. wherever. Back then, you could only just kind of get it from the paper and the Saints website. Which this is 2000 Saints, so there wasn't much happening on the website. They just you, go to, like, boards, to the you web go to like message boards, you go to like
1: Saints Report to get like free agent. But like free agency, free agency news was like ESPN.com, but they didn't have they didn't have like the The website, they didn't, like, update it, like, nonstop where, like, now free agency, the window opens and it's, like, huge breaking news just nonstop. Um, You know, the thing is about the 2000 team was it was just, you know, it felt like. After Ditka, because people didn't, it was the, the salary cap and free agency had been around, but it wasn't this thing of like, that can fix your team. And there was a feeling of like, Ditka gave away the whole draft, and instead of picking second, we don't have a first round pick. Like, this is going to be like a long fucking ass project. And we got this young GM, and maybe in like three years, we can be good again if they know what the fuck they're doing. And they just went out and, like, turned it on their head and was like, you know what? The one thing that Ditka did was he was so lazy he didn't spend money. So the Saints had, like, all this cap from So Randy Mueller was like, listen, you don't have fucking draft picks. We're going to spend all this fucking money, and I got this This cap whiz, you don't know who he is, Mickey Loomis. We're going to spend a shit ton of money in free agency and we're going to get good fast. And they did it. And it was just, it was just so, it's so joyous when you go from terrible to good again. It's, it's just the best, it's the best thing in sports besides winning a championship. It just is. And you can't, you can't convince me otherwise.
4: Uh, I, I'm not going to argue with (laughs) you, man. It was, um, it really is. It's just out of, it feels out of nowhere and, Especially back then, when you just didn't get to consume it all the time, it, it, and like you would, you'd look for Saint stuff places you couldn't get it. Now they're good, and people are talking about it. It just it meant something. But I feel like you and I always somehow end up back on the 2000
1: <laughs> Saints, even when we're we not in Saint. We really to. do. Uh, but no
3: we might just do. We, we might You're just do like, it. I will, I,
1: a drunk history game by game. We'll just, we'll just we won't do it like a whole thing on the 2000. We'll just do a drunk history. We'll do it like week one. <laughs>
4: we do. Let's do it. I'm game. We might. Uh, uh, so I, um, I there's a lot of players on the 2000 team I have a rational love for. Now I've gotten to talk to some of them. I've gotten to know a few of them, like Terrell Smith. I like loved the rookie fullback. And now that like I now I like I'll text him and I talk to him and I've had him on and he's he's a really interesting cab but I'll I'll try to steer us away from our one of our favorite subjects which is the two thousand Saints I'm gonna go back to a guy because like you know I love Dalton Hilliard favorite player but everyone loved Dalton Hilliard and he was a Pro Bowler so he didn't qualify but another guy that was born in Louisiana went to college at a school in Louisiana was drafted by the Saints played for the Saints and played. Pretty good, you know, not a leader or anything. Was Floyd Turner?
1: Oh and yeah,
4: fabulous Floyd, as some like to call him. I think yep. he had a touchdown in the playoff loss to to Atlanta. Which, uh, again, I'm sorry to bring up a playoff loss, but he was on the Saints for five seasons when the Saints were good. You know, during during some of the better um, more years, with exception of yep. the last one in '93. He just he scored. He was he was a Louisiana native he talks shit like he would score touchdowns and like you know he would do things that might get a flag now like it just but back then it was just like look look at this dude like this is this is different this is something and he didn't he was kind of like i mean look same number kind of like willie jackson i mean not the shit talking part but just not the best receiver on the team not necessarily the 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 first choice or the go-to guy but made plays. They went to the Colts and made plays and was on, you know, I think the Ravens inaugural season, so yeah, he might have got involved in a check laundering scheme after his playing days, you know, the kind (laughs) of... Might have. Might have. Everyone remembers the email, like, dear friend, I am Ikumba from uh, Nigeria and I have come into this fortune, this prince has died, please... uh, It was one of those things, right, in like the earlier internet days, and... um. You know, he um, he was involved, didn't get arrested or anything like that, but uh, reportedly involved in a, a a check laundering scheme. And you know, it's still twelve million dollars from Bank One. But that's neither here nor there. When he played, I had irrational love for Floyd Turner as a kid. I would just, I'd go to the games and I'd just say, "Throw it to Floyd!" Like, "Throw it to Floyd." What are you doing, throwing it to Michael Haynes? Throw it to Floyd Turner. Why are you throwing it to anybody else? Throw the ball to Floyd. I would just go to the games. I would say it anytime he made a play. I would get absurdly excited. I know that he ranks 13th all-time in <laughs> career two-point conversions. Nobody knows that unless you have an irrational love for a guy. So, yeah, I'll throw Floyd Turner in the hat. Uh,
1: Floyd Turner has one of my favorite all-time Saints plays, and you probably remember this. 1991, the Saints started 5-0, or well, they started 7-0, but, um, but they went five and I think they went five and zero in, in uh in September and they beat the Falcons to get to five and 0, 27 to six. Floyd Turner scored on a forty seven yard touchdown from Bobby A and he dragged Dion Sanders to the fucking end zone like a ragdoll. Because Dion didn't know how yeah. to tackle. And it was just like that was back in the days where they played in the old Fulton County Stadium, right? So you had Thirty-five, forty thousand 40,000 Saints fans just going bananas in Fulton County, just laughing at the Falcons as it's 27-6, to 6. and it was just delightful. It was just, like, one of those moments where, like, oh, my God, the Saints, like, they're, they're really fucking good in 91, and they didn't win a playoff game and all that. But it's just one of those moments where, like, to just – the falcons down is always a joy but to do it when the saints are good is extra special and i I remember about that at floyd so i i appreciate your your irrational love for floyd turner
3: i want to tell you a story it's a story about a scandal broken relationships gossip rumors money corporate rivalry and a broom a performance enhancing broom
0: Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.
2: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Get eighty percent off your impression kit when you use code Wondery at byte. dot com. That's b y t e. dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
4: It was it was the first time I remember because like I remember it basically he gave Deion Sanders prime time. He gave him a piggyback ride into the end zone. That's right. Like Deion literally just tried to just jump on his back, and Floyd's like, "All right, come on, yeah. I'll, I'll bring you in with me. You're not bringing me down." And um. Yeah, I'll I'll I definitely remember that, man. Uh look, that season Pat Swilling was the defensive player of the year. The Saints led the NFL in points allowed. I mean, their defense was was just so damn good. But uh I you know, people remember Dalton Hilliard and and fucking, you know, Gil Finnerty and all this other stuff. And and obviously, you know, the great linebackers and they remember Quinn early and Eric Martin. I remember Floyd Turner because he was just Again, irrational love, right? And uh, no reason why he should have been the guy, but you know, I was a kid and that was that was one of my guys. Yeah,
1: my final irrationally irrational love Saints player is Gene Atkins. Just because I feel like Gene Atkins, even though the Saints San Francisco always beat them more Then the Saints beat the Niners because the Niners were a dynasty. I always remember Gene Atkins. It seemed like every 49ers game, the first series, Jerry Rice would go over the middle and Gene Atkins would try to decapitate him. And sometimes he did it and didn't get a penalty because in the 80s you could do that shit. And sometimes he did it and it was so violent, even in the 80s and early 90s, they'd be like, that's personal foul. And the Saints didn't give a fuck because they wanted to tell San Francisco John Taylor Jerry Rice you motherfuckers might be Hall of Famers you might be great but we are going to pound your fucking ass today and if you go over the middle there's going to be violence and I just love that about Gene Atkins he was all about just murdering guys over the middle Uh, he was never a pro bowler his son is actually a great defensive tackle Geno Atkins but um He's my final uh, irrational love Saints player. I just, I, I, I might have.
4: I, I look. I actually thought about it. I, I thought of Gene Atkins when you, when you brought this topic up to me. Now, I didn't, I didn't name him, but you brought up the '91 season. Gene's best game was the. I guess well, best. I mean, it's, it's all. I guess to, to each his own. But for me. That last game of the season, the Saints were in Phoenix playing the Cardinals. They had to win to win the division. Um, Otherwise, Atlanta would have won, and they needed to win. And, you know, Phoenix wasn't good, but the Saints, they had had a really rough stretch in November where they had lost like five in a row, and they were coming off of a win, but there was still some question of whether they could do it. Atkins had three interceptions in that game for 99 yards worth of returns. He, Mm -hmm. like had a couple of hits where he just absolutely laid people out. He had a kick return in that game. Like, he was all over the field. Yeah. And, and I remember, you know, I was actually at, in New Orleans that day, even though the game was in Phoenix, and my mom and I drove out to uh, to the airport where, the you know, the players come back and they would drive down that road. And I don't remember seeing Gene Atkins drive by, but that day I was like, I want to see Gene. Really, they, they, you know, the players would drive by in their cars and hog. Morton mm-hmm. Anderson was the one that was, like, hanging out of the window, just, like, giving people high fives and, and really getting into it. But it was – uh, it, that that day, that player – yeah, that Gene Atkins, man. I remember – A guy that – Saints fans, I think, long-time Saints fans, they'll always remember. Gene you know, the Atkins, one
1: thing I remember about that 91 team when they flew back, and, of course, the, going to the airport is a huge Saints fan thing. It's, it's always been that way. You know, fans go to the airport. And t- I remember – the f- the players got off the plane and they were all wearing the 1991 champion NFC West champion uh T-shirts and Jim Mora was like, they're like usually you have to dress up on the plane, but Jim Mora was like, no no no, I wanted them to wear the shirts because this is a big deal. It's the first division, and like Jim Mora, you know, he was like, we can't say playoffs until we get there and all that. But even Jim Mora was like, this is a big goddamn deal. Let's enjoy it. Let's celebrate. So I just I remember that even Jim Mora was wearing the T-shirt coming off the plane. It was just like a, it was a huge, it was a huge deal. Now we're like division championship. What's that? But like in '91, man, it was like. We are. It's like other teams may hang Super Bowl banners. We are fucking hanging that NFC West champion banner. You better believe that shit. We're hanging that shit in Hell the dome. Yeah, man.
4: It only took 24 years <laughs> to right. win a division. So you <laughs> goddamn right. That was the Ching season, right? That's that was right. The big slogan. They uh, flew the dome patrol. I think you know they were all the pro, they were all in the Pro Bowl that year. As was Benny Thompson. Remember him? He was a special oh, yeah. beast. But it was uh, boy the first. God, I remember that goddamn loss to Chicago with the first loss of the season. Morton hit a 60-yarder in that game at the half, but it was just that weird... It, like so many great Saints seasons, Ralph, it ended in just such pain. It had to be a It had to be, like, had to be just, to the frickin' Falcons. I, I'll you know, never... If, just, if if was, ever
1: see, I, yeah. I I I uh, I didn't have the courage because I only worked with Bobby Hebert for like a little bit of time because Buddy D died in January and they hired... B- Bobby later in the spring, and then I left in the fall. I never had the courage to be like, "What the fuck were you thinking on that interception to Dion in the end zone when y'all are up ten nothing, and you just you were about to put the hammerlock on the Falcons, and we were gonna have a fucking party in that dome, and you fucked it up."
4: Like I will, n-
1: I will never, I will never forgive Bobby A. Bear.
4: Uh, for that. Get them on the podcast, have a couple of brown waters and then just ask them point blank just like, that. "What happened?" Um
1: but uh, you know, that it, it the thing is, you know, the saints the, the memories of it, it's just it's just great. I mean, you know, and and, and I think I hope the saints don't dip, because the thing is like when you're bad, it's just it takes freaking it feels like you know. You you say it, people are like, "Oh, it'll be fun to go thirteen and It's fun for like two weeks, and then it's misery. And you're like, "It's October for it's it's the middle of October. We're one and five, and I need to start looking at draft guides." Like then it's just it's just misery to the finish. It's not fun, man.
4: It's it's not. I don't I don't I don't get that. I <laughs> mean. If you want to argue, is it more fun than seven and nine or media? Whatever, I don't know. I mean, why, why, why are you even having the debate over what's more mm-hmm. fun of two things that aren't fun? Winning is fun. <laughs> the draft is fun. Granted, it's, it's, you know, it's one, it's three days. One day where it's really fun, which is the first round. But like a whole season, man, I don't. I, I'm with you. I don't get do yeah. this whole and i'm going to you know, say this and, and i for a year and then it'll be great like there's no there's no guarantees and there is something about having a winning culture like there's something about a winning culture and a losing culture and you can tell teams like like the jags god bless them like they have a losing culture they had one great season a few years ago they had no idea how to handle it at all we were talking about the 2000 team and how much we loved them. Like, they had no idea to handle that success. They didn't. Now, they didn't yeah. turn into the Jags the next year or anything, but they just couldn't – the locker room, the culture, all of it. Like, you don't you – don't, it, it, it's more than just one bad season and a good draft pick. It can just – it can change the entire direction of the franchise if you're not careful. So, I don't, I don't understand all this. Hey, just suck for a year and then see what happens and, and – and, and, tank for this guy or that guy. I mean, fuck all that. Just go try to win. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you why I think the
1: 2021 Saints season is going to be incredibly fun. It's going to be incredibly fun no matter what. Because I think the Saints are going to get Jameis and... America, and I, I did a, I did a, we did a funny clip, our, our new guy that we have hired full-time, by the way, Thomas from Poland, he is going to full-time produce the video part of the podcast now. So any complaints that you motherfuckers have about me doing bad video, do it to Thomas, because he's going to be in Poland doing the, the video live for us, um, running it behind the scenes. Um, but but we, I did a video, and I said this, I think America... Scott is going to laugh at the saints and point at them because they are going to go with Jameis and the Tampa Bay just got rid of Jameis and they won the Super Bowl with Tom Brady and America is going to point and laugh at the saints and think that it's going to be a disaster with Jameis at quarterback. And I think some saints fans, all of us are, we're going to have lowered expectations. And I think Jameis, I think Sean Payton is going to coax him to be like 35% less jameis and the Saints are going to be ridiculous fucking fun and frustrating and exciting because of Jameis. And you're going to have games where he's going to look amazing and they're going to win. And you're going to have games where he's going to be Jameis and you're going to wanna kick him in the balls. But it's going to be new and it's going to be fun and it's going to be exciting. And the Saints are going to go fucking 10 and 6 and win the South again. And I just think I think it's going to be I think it's going to be the most. It's going to be. The most fun that we've had as a Saints fandom in a while because we still have the scars and the pain and all that. But Jameis is going to help us heal. And I know that sounds stupid and cliche, and maybe I'm too many drinks in, but I really believe that in my heart about 2021,
4: even though it's way far away. Go ahead and book it, everybody. (laughs) Thursday night opener, NFL season opener next year. Will be Saints Bucks at at Raymond James Stadium, like the defending champs host that opener. The Saints they beat the Saints in the playoffs. Saints whoop their ass in the regular season. Whoop de do, whatever. Okay, Tampa Tampa won when it counted most. I get it, but throw in the Jameis Winston angle. Oh, it's I mean the, it's that's it's on book it unless there's some kind of scheduling conflict. Shoot, poor people might watch that than the damn Super Bowl with their lowest ratings in 40 oh, years. I mean I'm kidding, but. But it it will from an opener standpoint. Oh, I mean the, the ratings everything. will be big, and I mean how damn intriguing is that going to be? It's, it's, you know, um, so I'm for it, man. And I hope you're right. I I don't I don't have a strong feeling yet about next season. I'm still kind of just so caught up in in what's coming next in the off season. But I do agree with you. I think for a while I was saying like 40 percent Jameis. 40% Taysom, 10% Staver those before he got traded, 10% someone else. <laughs> but now I'm pretty much like I'm on the- 60% Jameis, 38% Taysom, <laughs> 2% someone else as far as who's starting for the same one. That's where I
1: am. I'm, I'm going to be if, if some team gives Jameis a ridiculous offer, I'm going to be sa- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be sad and I'm going to have to get drunker than I am right now which is pretty fucking drunk because people know it because I'm cursing and my words are slurring. So, get uh, anybody Scott, before we get out of here, tell the people how they can find you and, su- and support
2: your show. All right. I uh, You can find me probably. on uh, the ESPN 1420
4: app, ESPN1420.com. That's our radio station. You can listen there. Uh, great Scott show that's an acronym Scott is anyway, S.S.C.O.T.T. T. Sorry, I've been drinking too. Uh, for the uh, Anchor, Spotify, if you want to listen on demand. But the easiest thing, of course, is just Twitter, at Scott underscore 1420, at Scott underscore 1420. And, uh, yeah, man, Houdat and uh, Long Live Pierre and Willie and Courtney and <laughs> Floyd and Gene and I mean, we didn't even get into Terrell we Smith. Didn't. I didn't even get to talk about Ashley Ambrose or Vince Buck and Milton Mac. I didn't even really love him. He wasn't a good player. I just loved his name as a kid. I'm my like, uh, oh, old name, Milton Mac. But we'll maybe maybe another uh, alternate. Maybe
1: history. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so drunk I'm hitting the wrong buttons on my soundboard. But anyway, thanks for joining us, Scott. Everybody, thanks for joining us. Uh, British lady, take us out.
2: Thanks to all of our Saints Happy Hour listeners whose donations made Drunk Saints history possible. Until next time, remember, surviving Saints history is hard. That's why God made alcohol.